Chapter 28 Delicious Rumor Rumor swirled about Starside like chimney smoke. It arose from the house mothers and merchants and bookkeepers and smiths. Market cartmen, their wagons loaded with vegetables, listened with deep interest as the tendrils of rumor tickled their ears. Gossip was like produce, the market men knew. A bundle of carrots came with a word or two, false or true, no matter. Rumor had no cost, but high value. The terracide greathouse chef hustled home with his market bounty, eager to share all he'd learned on his errands. The under-chefs and scullery boys and ladies' maids all gathered, listening with rapt attention to the latest word gleaned from the market. And what was that word? Why, it was their favorite word of all. Murder. The chef fastened his kerchief around his head to keep his wispy hairs out of his master's soup, and as he tied the knot, he eyed his audience. The body was headless as a chicken, and not a drop of blood on the stones. Another? asked a maid, silver tray in her hands. It was time for tea, and her mistress was an impatient, frowsy old maid of seven and twenty. She could wait. She'd complain regardless. That makes twelve dead by my count. Thirteen, said a footman. They found an atlin keeper in pieces in the blasted quarter. A scullery girl said, What about them kids and their nana over in Sandlin Street? That's right, old Fleck got stuck and her grandbabe slid open. Blood all over, I heard. It's the thinnies killing him, said a stable hand. By rights, and by the state of his boots, he should not have been in the kitchens at all. But he was. The chef plucked up his knife and set to coining his carrots. He listened to the simmer he'd started, pleased by the fear, pleased by the eagerness of it. An under-chef said, That makes thirteen as of today. How many more on the morrow? Blasted quarter tells me it's the thinnies. But what of the blood? Where does it go? They drinks it, cried the stable hand. Them children and their mama bled. Like pigs is what I heard. Just blood everywhere. This idea was met with horror gasps from some of the women, grunts of consideration from some of the men, and laughs from a few of the rowdy boys who would much rather hear about murder than fetch water or carry firewood. Mayhap the thinnies do drink it, the chef said, salting his voice with grave doubts. This was his domain, king of the kitchen. It was well to allow a possibility you didn't believe in to be voiced now and then. It made the little people feel valued. There are dire whispers than that. Don'smasters are fearful something blacker than murder has made these headless, bloodless corpses. The bloody ones, too. The watch is on alert, rounding up rascals and listening to every accusation. Believe me, the watch knows more than they're saying. What's direer than murder? The tray maid called. She had edged to the door, but still leaned an ear back to catch the slightest extra crumb of news before heading upstairs with the tea. The chef completed his final carrot chop, flipped his knife, and caught it by the handle. Waving it like a mercusine wand, he prepared the eager ears before him for the most delicious bit of rumor. Some are saying a word best not spoken aloud. So listen close and keep it close. No rumors spread in this great house, understood? Understood, rose the chorus of greedy ears. Hearts pounded with glee to be among the few to know this dark news. 
The chef leaned close and cast his eyes to and fro to make sure that no invited listeners would hear this last morsel. The maid with the tray had returned. She stood on tippy toes and bent forward, pressing the edge of her tray to a footman's back. The chef waited, letting their appetites mature. The don'ts masters are saying it must be a domain. There arose such cries and gasps and prayers that the kitchen bubbled over with the ruckus. The chef slammed a meat hammer onto his bench and scolded them all to silence. If I hear a peep of this from someone who wasn't here, why, I'll know I can't trust any of you lot with fresh meat. They dispersed like a school of fish disturbed by a boy's tossed stone. They carried with them their chore burdens, but their steps were livelier, for they bore something much heavier, too. A shoulder load of rumor. Delicious rumor. Solemn vows of silence were forgotten, and their tugs wagged unrestrained. The murders in Starside were done by Demaine.